this is Linda Dawson. And this is Glenn Dawson, and you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. How are you today, Linda? I'm fine, and I'm glad to see our friends back this week. We are looking at a wonderful old song today. I love to tell the story. Yes, and I've made a two-key arrangement of this beautiful and meaningful song we'll hear today, and we'll study the history, and I'll sing it and play it on the wonderful low notes of the alto clarinet. Let's look at the words before we start. Okay. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it is true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. And the chorus goes, I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. Tis pleasant to repeat what seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell a story for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. I love to tell the story for those who know it best seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, t'will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I Love to Tell the Story is a well-known hymn, which was written as a poem by English evangelist Kathleen Hankey. It was set to music by William G. Fisher. Catherine Hankey was born in 1834 and died in 1911. She grew up in the family of a wealthy English banker associated with the wing of the English, English banker associated with the evangelical wing of the Anglican Church. The group helped to establish the British Foreign Bible Society, promoted the abolition of slavery, and was involved in improving the lot of English working class. Hankey taught Bible classes for the shop girls in London, visited the sick and the local hospitals, and used the money she made with her writings to support mission causes. As a teenager, she taught a girls' Sunday school class. Later, she traveled to South Africa as a nurse and to help her crippled brother. At the age of 30, Hankey had a serious sickness while on a mission in Africa. During her long days of illness, she wrote a long poem on the life of Jesus. This poem had two sections, each having 50 stanzas, the first published in January 1866 and entitled The Story Wanted, the second published later that year in November under the title The Story Told. Our hymn is taken from the stanzas in the second section. In 1867, Englishman Major General Russell quoted the text of I Love to Tell a Story at a large international YMCA gathering in Montreal. William Down, a composer of more than 2,000 gospel songs, including many of Fanny Crosby's hymns, was in the audience. His music was not selected, but the music of William Fisher, a Philadelphia musician, and piano dealer was 
and when Philip Bliss and Ira Sankey included Fisser's version, their gospel hymns and sacred song, its popularity was guaranteed. In his youth, William Fisher from Baltimore, Maryland, developed an interest in music while attending singing schools. His career included working in the book bindery of J.B. Lippincott Publishing Company, teaching music at Girard College, and co-owning a piano business and music store, all in Philadelphia. Fisher eventually became a popular director of music at revival meetings and choral festivals. In 1876, he conducted a thousand-voice choir at the Dwight L. Moody and Ira Sankey revival meeting in Philadelphia. Fisher composed some 200 tunes for Sunday school hymns and gospel songs. The personal, intimate language of this song comes through in phrases like, It satisfies my longing, as nothing else can do, and It did so much for me, and this is just the reason I tell it now to thee. Hanky is passionate about this story and how it changed her life. In the refrain, the words, Love takes on a double meaning, both about the state of her singer and the message of Jesus. I love to tell the story of Jesus and his love. Hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck notes that Hanky wrote many books, such as Bible class teaching and several collections of verses, and adds, All the royalties received from these publications were always dedicated to some foreign mission project. In a letter from Surrey, England, a story was told about a young man from British Columbia. He was in the Royal Marines. He was doing all he could to promote abstinence from drink among his comrades. While here he went to church, and the priest who talked with him was very pleased with his manly behavior and desire to do right. He had medals for good conduct on his clothes. This man was the little boy whom Miss Hankey had picked up in Battersea Park many years before and who had learned of the gospel of salvation entirely by listening to the maidservants singing sacred songs while scrubbing the doorsteps and cleaning windows. The hymn that, as a child, he seemed to make entirely his own was, I love to tell the story, though he knew several others when he was picked up in the park. Since he had never been to church, the hymns were the only way that the divine truth had been given to him, and by which the word was sown in his heart, that made him a man of character and value. This is one of the most popular of all modern hymns and has been translated into several different languages. These and other hymns by Catherine Hankey have been published from time to time in different forms, sometimes accompanied by tunes composed by herself. Many of her hymns are found in a little volume which she published in 1870, titled Heart to Heart. Very few hymns written in the last 50 years have so taken hold of the hearts of the people, both the young and the old, as this simple little song. Linda, I really do love to tell the story of my Lord. I love to share the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
as I lovingly tell people of man's lostness. And I watch their faces as I share God's gift to them in Jesus. The faces go from a defensive state to wow. I want to hear about this. No, that doesn't happen all the time. But when you people see you really care about them, they're seldom uncharitable. Many times, you never know if what you said made a difference in their life right then. But God said that his word would not return void. Maybe as many as 30% of the time, you know you've made a difference in someone's life. God gave people a conscience, and it provides a tell-tale sign in their hearts on their faces. Often you can see tears swell up in the eyes of a person because they know they have this need in their life. I've had people tell me they were just looking for somebody to tell them how to fill this God-shaped vacuum in their life. They knew something was missing. It's a wonderful thing to see the happiness in the countenance of a person when they realize this is what they needed. There was a release from weary and a change to happiness when one come to know Christ for real. You say you're afraid. Well, all of us are. No one wants to be rejected. Everyone has a fear of ridicule or feeling like a fool. And when we are just starting, we are unsure of ourselves. I can tell you from experience, this is natural. Glenn and I are ham radio operators, and when we first got on the radio, we both were nervous. When Glenn plays music for people in public, he still gets the butterflies. It's only natural. Anything we start doing for the first time, we have uncertainness and trepidation about. Thank God he gives us the courage to try new things, because in this way we learn new things. We expand our lives to experience a richer life and broadening our abilities this way. The way we get over the fear is to do it. There once was a thing that couldn't be done, but he with a chuckle replied, he wouldn't be one to say he was done, at least until he tried. So he buckled right in with a trace of, of a grin on his face. If he worried, he hit it, and he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. And remember, Little is much when God's in it. We're not responsible as Christians to save people. As Christians, we're responsible to care about people. They have an eternal existence. We're only responsible to share the gospel in our everyday lives with the people we come in contact with. Lost people have no idea of their situation. Sin is natural for them because that's their nature. When we share, God will do the convicting. We don't have to worry about that. Jesus is just waiting on that last person to be saved. And then the Father will say, it's time, and Christ will return. What a wonderful day that'll be. We will be all that God wants us to be, and we will start a glorious time with him. Oh, my friends, come join us in everlasting 
love of Jesus. Turn from your sin. Come to Jesus. Ask Him for forgiveness and mean it. Invite Him to take control of your life. Submit completely to what He wants for you. He loves you, and we do too. And now let's listen to Glenn play. I love to tell the story on the alto clarinet.
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this week. We certainly hope you've been blessed and you are encouraged in the Lord with our sharing today. Our friends, new and old, are great. As we bring you new content, it's our prayer that it's a blessing to you. We're going to be bringing you new topics of interest here. You know, this is an exciting time. When our programs are subscribed to and the like button selected, it gets distributed to more people. We're working hard to prepare a program that is interesting, enjoyable, and a blessing. You can help us increase our listenership by subscribing to our channel. When you subscribe through most of our providers, it will cost you nothing. You won't be put on a mailing list and spammed. This only tells our servers that you like us and enjoy the program. So please subscribe to us. In addition to our podcast, we have a quickly growing list of songs, some 70 now, that you can listen to for free. Just Google us by searching for The Music of Glenn Dawson. We are a nonprofit organization. There is no charge for this ministry. It is a labor of love. You can catch up on our podcast that you might have missed by searching for Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. We love you all, and we'll see you again real soon. God bless bless you, you and and bye bye for now. now.